Hey, guys. I'm Guy. We're all guys. Whoever you are, you're a guy. Welcome. Uh, emergency stream and podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're listening to the pod, that's great. How about a five-star review on Apple Podcast? Appreciate that very much. If you leave a question in the review, that's how you get in the mailbag, which will start back up soon. Breaking news this afternoon, Kyle Shanahan announced that the 49ers have fired defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes, as expected. No surprise here. We've been talking about this for a couple days, and it just seemed like this relationship was doomed um, early on. You could see that there were discrepancies about the ideas that uh, they each had about how to run defense. It wasn't working. Uh, in Steve Wilkes' defense, he'd come to the 49ers without any of his own guys, and his job was to step in and learn the, what, uh, what the 49ers do. And it just it we could tell early on it was not a great match. He uh, zero blitzed against the Vikings. I was at the press conference where he opened it up by apologizing or basically saying I knew I was wrong. Very weird. I, I don't think I've ever experienced that. It was it was a little odd. And it came because Kyle Shanahan had come out and said it immediately. Like, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. Um, and, it, and it put Wilkes in an odd spot. And also just alerted us to the fact that there was a disconnect, things that some players said over time. And uh, this is not a surprising place to be. I'm going to go through a bunch of names, a bunch of names. I'm going to give you one name that I really like that nobody else is talking about. We'll get to that. Um, but I want to go through everything here and um, kind of make sure we uh, we hit all the obvious names and uh, the ones we like. The, the name I'm going to give you that's not obvious, it's not at the top of the list, but I think is a very intriguing name. Uh, okay, guys, we've talked about for the last couple of – actually, before I get into names, I want to say one other thing. Kyle Shanahan spoke yesterday to the media and was asked twice about Steve Wilkes and said uh, in a pretty – it was pretty clear that he was just trying to get through the day. Uh, I expect all our coaches to be back. Um, you know, I think the answers he gave yesterday, even though he didn't say this, he said the opposite. He did not give ringing uh, votes of confidence or, hey, I, I know you, you guys think me and Steve don't – see eye to eye necessarily on defense, but uh, no, Steve is going to be back. So I think even if you thought after Sunday this was likely, I think you thought it was more likely after Monday watching Kyle talk. I certainly did. And then this morning, even after Kyle said, I expect all our coaches to be back, two coaches were gone, including Anthony Lynn. Um, so uh, no, sur no surprise here. No surprise at all. Okay, um, let's get to the obvious names first. Bill Belichick, great. Home run. That'd be fantastic. One of the all-time greats. Uh, unlikely. I think it's fair to say that's unlikely. It would be welcome. Would Bill want to do that? Would uh, Kyle want to do that? Would uh, the Niners pay for it? I do think the Niners would pay. I think Jed York would pay up, whatever it cost. Does Bill want to come be a defensive coordinator on the other side of the country? I think that's probably the biggest obstacle, bigger even than Kyle. Um, I think if you're Kyle and Bill Belichick wants to coach with you, you do it. Just like Hey, well, how would Kyle coach Tom Brady? Well, Tom Brady was available multiple times and a couple times. One time actually was not available and Kyle still reached out to him. So that that shows that Kyle would be willing to change because you would have had to change some of what you do for Bill uh, or rather for Tom, be willing to adjust a little bit for Bill. I don't think Kyle would be scared off by people saying, well, you only won because you got Belichick as your DC. Uh, you do whatever it takes to win. So I think Kyle would be open to it. Um, I think Bill would be the one that stands in the way here, but I, you know, that's obviously the top of everybody's wish list. Mike Vrabel, I think, is the top of everybody's wish list. You know, a couple coaches who might have been fits for the Niners 
have been hired recently. Uh, Shane Bowen, who was the defensive coordinator for the Titans, right? What, what was one of the Niners' problems this year? They really struggled in run defense. Um, Shane Bowen and the Titans had very good numbers in, in the run game. He was hired a couple weeks ago by the New York Giants. Seven days before that, on January 31st, the Packers hired Boston College head coach uh, Jeff Halfley. Jeff Halfley was a secondary coach for the 49ers a couple years ago. Um, so he would have been a candidate had this happened two weeks ago, you would think. But but uh, he's not a candidate anymore. So Shane Bowen out. Now, would Mike Vrabel want the job? Would Mike Vrabel want to be a defensive coordinator for a year? Mike Vrabel could sit this year out. He's a rich man and uh, feel good that he'd become a head coach in 2025, you would think. But if you're him, it's how I would look at it if I were Vrabel. So I get to take a little break from all the other stuff that being a head coach requires. And when I start interviewing in 2025 again, or at the end of 2024, for head coaching jobs as the defensive coordinator of the 49ers, uh, I'm going to have some incredible insight because I just sat in the building with Kyle Shanahan, one of the best offensive coaches in the NFL, and a third of the league are guys running his stuff. So I'm going to be a better head coach for having coached with Kyle Shanahan. And the flip side of it, they need me specifically against this guy, Patrick Mahomes. The last two times that the Titans and Mike Vrabel have played Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes has combined in those two games for one win and one loss, for uh, one touchdown pass, for two interceptions, and he was sacked eight times. So Mike Vrabel would be a home run higher, I think probably more realistic than Bill, although I would not put it on the the very realistic list. Just, it just seems like it'd be a lot. For a, a guy who clearly wants to be a head coach, Rand Carthen, who came from the 49ers, went to Tennessee, those two uh, butted heads. So what you know, what kind of insight would the Niners have on that relationship? But uh, Mike Vrabel's on the list of guys who, if, if he's interested, you got to hire him. Uh, he only has one year as a defensive coordinator under his belt. He was a linebacker coach for a, a few years before that. His one year as a D.C. in, ten, in uh, Houston, not statistically impressive. That team was not very good. They didn't have great defensive talent. They didn't have good offense. Uh, I think you'd have to look at what happened, how things went in Tennessee, and um, you know, try to figure out how much of that was him, how much of that was Shane Bowen. But he was involved in the defense there, and um, you know, the fact that he's got that he's got uh, Patrick Mahomes' number, I think would uh, would bode very well for him. Another name I already mentioned uh, earlier, so I won't spend much time on it here. You can go watch that video, Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan's been out of the game for seven years. Uh, Rex Ryan does not seem like a personality match on the 49ers staff. The 49ers staff is all business. Rex is, um, you know, a lot of me, look at me, attention me. But the reason Rex is on this list is because Rex said on Sunday that he, in seven years, has never called a head coach and said, hey, I'd be willing to come. You just, uh, just want you to know you could have me if you want me. Uh, and he did that with Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys because he feels like they got good players on defense and uh, they're close to winning a Super Bowl and he could put them over the top and coaching for the Dallas Cowboys, coaching the bright lights. That's what he would do. He wouldn't come back to coach not the bright lights, you know, top three program in the NFL. But uh, Sexy Rexy needs to be loved. And in Dallas, you get loved or hated, which is better than being indifferent. I think Rex would much rather be hated than have people not know he exists. So that's why he called Mike McCarthy. Um, so, you know, that's that's worth a, a conversation, too. 
just going to say this real quick and then move on. Uh, Nick Saban is available, but uh, Albert Breer, here's another name for you. You guys are going to, the chat probably hate this. This is what Albert Breer tweeted today. Um, Wilkes made the first outside the family coordinator hire that Shanahan has made. Number two, along those lines, Brandon Staley has coached in that coaching family. It's also a disciple of Vic Fangio, who Shanahan tried to get in 2017. Um, Brandon Staley had the number one defense his year with the Rams, the COVID year. But since then, in L.A., with a lot of talent, he's had a bottom third uh, points per game defense, a bottom third run defense. You know, it, it would you would think that, yes, he is uh, on the short list, but um, – I don't. I know that'd be probably last on the list of people that would uh, fire y'all y'all folks up. A couple other names to get to before I get to my uh, my secret name. Um, remember last year, a name you got to go back to last year's list. A guy that was intriguing was Chris Harris, passing game coordinator for the Titans, the cornerbacks coach for the Titans. He was an attractive candidate, I thought, last year. Uh, he then, in theory, would be a candidate again. The Niners already know him. They interviewed him last year. So, you know, they have a sense for um, whether or not he um, he would be a fit, right? They, they would know pretty quickly when they, when he left the meeting last year. Yeah, that could be the guy. He interviewed for the Bears and uh, one other team, Jags maybe, um, coordinator positions this offseason. Um, internal candidates, you know, the same ones, Chris Kacarek. D-line coach, Johnny Holland, been around. Daniel Bullocks, Nick Sorensen. You know, the secondary guys, you do wonder, would Kyle be scared off by a secondary coach after Steve Wilkes? You know, the sad thing about it is that you'd love to have Steve Wilkes as your secondary coach. Uh, the DBs got better. I mean, you looked at Mooney Ward had the best year of his career. Uh, and D'Amador Lenore is fantastic all of a sudden. So you'd have to give him some credit for that. So I'm going to get to the, let's see if I mentioned everybody. Oh, you know, a guy who got an interview last year was uh, Glenn Schumann. Glenn Schumann. He's like the co-DC for the Georgia Bulldogs. The uh, Eagles interviewed him last year and uh, he was an attractive name. All right. Now I'm going to get to a guy who I'm familiar with and I like, and his name is Danton Lynn. Danton Lynn is Anthony Lynn's son. Danton Lynn has a incredible year. This last year at UCLA. This I do know. Dan Lynn was hired at USC away from UCLA to become their defensive coordinator. So you might be thinking it sounds pretty risky to go with a college defensive coordinator. And there would be some risk involved. There's no question about it. But he's got a lot, a lot of NFL experience. Um, he, as I says, the son of, of uh, Anthony Lynn. He started his coaching career. He played college football. He played at Penn State. Now, he was a DB. Um, but I'm going to give you some of what his defense did this year, and I think you'll see that it's pretty uh, pretty impressive. He, he played briefly, went undrafted out of Penn State, CFL for a second. He got his coaching start with the 2014 Jets under Rex Ryan. Then he went with Sexy Rexy to Buffalo in 2015 and 2016. Then his dad got the Chargers job, so he went and coached with his dad for a year. He went to the Bill O'Brien Romeo Cornell Texans for two years, and then he went to the Ravens. So he got a year under Wink Martindale. He got a year under Mike McDonald two years ago. And then last year became the defensive coordinator at UCLA. He is 35, 
years old, somewhere in that range. And um, you would be buying low on a guy that is soon, I think, people will be buying, who USC, from a college standpoint, just bought high on. Um, So here's some of what his defense did last year. His defense was, and keep in mind, he's coaching for Chip Kelly, who loves the run game, but historically it's not an easy coach to be the uh, defensive coordinator for. UCLA was number one graded by Pro Football Focus in pass rush last year, while also being 13th in the nation in run defense. They averaged uh, or they ranked eighth defensively in the country last year in defensive yards per play. They were 28th in the country in blitz percentage, 22%, fine. But they were seventh in the country in pressure percentage. So he got to the quarterback. Now he had some really good players. Leatu Latu, 13 sacks. This guy, you'll hear his name a lot as we get closer to the draft. One of the top pass rush sackers in the country. They're doing this, being eighth in the nation in yards per play. They did it in a very explosive league, keep in mind. Very offensive league last year. So 28th. In blitz percentage, thanks to uh, one of my researchers, Ryan McGrady, for getting me some of these advanced metrics. Twenty-eight on short notice, twenty-eighth in. Re- you could have told me Daryl Tapp was at Washington. Twenty-eighth in re- in uh, blitz percentage, but seventh in QB pressure percentage. They were second in the country in the total number of uh, QB pressures, and uh, they played man twenty-one percent of the time, which was nineteenth highest in the nation. Um, Uh, Yeah, average time to throw defensively, 2.84 seconds, which was top 20 in the country last year. So you got to get the ball out fast against Danton Lynn's defense. So that's my secret candidate. I'm not saying the Niners like him or have any thought of it or that Kyle would go to a UCLA guy. Uh, With that in mind, I texted a uh, a person very close to the UCLA program, a a former UCLA player who is around them on on a very, very daily basis. And I asked him, what do you think about Dan Lynn? This person's been in the NFL. I said, would he fit in the NFL? He said, yes, uh, you need to have talent like anybody else, but he has the personality to deal with NFL guys. He has uh, he is smart enough to adjust his system to the talent. So that was a review from somebody at UCLA. This is a guy that will probably be an NFL defensive coordinator sooner rather than later. He kind of did his uh, Mike McDonald thing the way Mike McDonald Went to the uh, went to the Michigan Wolverines, then came back to the NFL with the Ravens, and now is an NFL head coach. I think this guy, Danton Lynn, is on that same track. Um, so I would uh, I would investigate this thoroughly. Now, is the fact that his dad just left an indication that he already knows that Danton Lynn is not going to be a candidate for Kyle Shanahan, or that Kyle Shanahan, the fact that Daryl Tapp left, is that an indication that he already knows who the next guy is going to be? Does Kyle have an idea? of an internal candidate, maybe, maybe he does, right? Maybe Anthony Lynn would stick around if he had any hint, any sniff that his son was about to become the defensive coordinator of the 49ers. But this guy's got a challenging job ahead of him. He just went to SC. Maybe he would say no. Maybe he would say, you know, I just got here. This isn't fair to Lincoln Riley for me to leave. The irony of that would be SC could have just hired. Well, anyway, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if he'd be interested, but you'd have to think he'd be somewhat interested this guy's going to be an NFL defensive coordinator soon. You can try and get to him right now. So I just wanted to go outside the box with a name. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, 
chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Austin says, Pete Carroll. Pete's interesting. Um, and I've said this, I said it to Larry Kruger this morning. If you missed that streaming, go watch it. I said it to John yesterday. Uh, I think the thing with Pete, and if in and for those of you who saw it or listened, did it get on the podcast? I don't know if it got on the podcast feed. Things got so crowded last week in Vegas, I wasn't able to get everything on the podcast feed. So if you're listening to this and you didn't hear this, I I would highly recommend you go to the YouTube channel which is in the description of the pod. You can just click on that YouTube link. Check out the interview. I did just scroll back a couple videos. It wasn't a live with a guy named Dr. Michael Gervais, G-E-R-V-A-I-S. Dr. Michael Gervais was the uh, high-performance psychologist for Pete Carroll in Seattle. Worked very closely with him, tight with Pete. And I think maybe Pete wrote the forward to his book or something like that. But it was a really fun conversation, and he's a really impressive guy. And my opinion of Pete Carroll is that Pete, of all the guys we're talking about who don't need it, Bill and Vrabel, Rex and Pete, that's, that's the list of guys who like, I don't need, I'm, I'm only going to come to the perfect situation. My perception, nobody's told me this, but my view of Pete is that Pete is the last guy of that group that would want to come be Kyle's defensive coordinator. First of all, he was, he was not the defensive coordinator, really. At all. He, not really. He wasn't the DC in Seattle. 
And it's not even about like ego. I just think go watch Pete Carroll's. I said this to Kruger today too. So for those who saw that, I'm repeating myself. But go watch Pete Carroll's exit press conference this year in Seattle when they announced that Pete would not be back. And it's really clear that Pete still wants to coach. But I think his greatest passion does not come from shutting himself in a dark room and breaking down the tape. I I don't know. I could be wrong. But it seems to me his greater passion comes from leading, leading a team, creating a culture. You know, creating the culture is not only one of, it's really one of his, it might be his great skill. He's one of the, he is one of the greats at it, creating a culture of competitiveness, but also uh, trust and fun and all that. And I think, you know, the head coach is the one that does that. Does, you know, sets whatever that culture is going to be. Now, could Pete come in? You know, I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible. If you told me the Niners hired Pete Carroll tomorrow, I'd be like, that's all right. This is going to be fun. But it just doesn't seem like, he want I it doesn't seem like he wants to be a coordinator. He wants to lead an organization. It it is one of his great skills. So um, you know, I I don't think that would be his I don't think that would be his uh I don't think that'd be his gig. Eric says Morgan Scally from Utah. I mean, this is a very good coach. It's an excellent coach. Um I don't know what Kyle Whittingham's r- retirement plan is. Kyle Whittingham, the head coach at Utah, has been asked about his retirement plan a couple times uh, over the last couple of years or several times over the last couple of years, it's come up a lot. He is in fantastic shape. Um, if you watched him roll into the McAfee show on a motorcycle this year, you can see he's in great shape, but I've talked to Kyle a lot. I've interviewed Kyle Whittingham a lot. Um, he is, he, he does not want to uh, coach up until, you know, it's, it's uh, time for the home basically. Like, I don't think, he has a lot left. He has a lot of energy as a person, but he I, I think he'll retire earlier rather than later. And that time is impending. And it seems like, you know, Morgan Scally is um, is uh, the next head coach at Utah. So uh, I guess he I guess he could go. But, um, you know, he, he would be like he's the the Niners and Utah football, I think, have similar coaching personalities. DeAnthony says, what about Ken Norton Jr., who was also at UCLA? He took the Washington linebacker coach job, but they could poach him away to be the Niners DC assistant head coach. You know, the returns on him as a defensive coordinator when he was one were not strong. And so I I no, I don't think so. David says, uh, guys, be real. Belichick isn't signing as a defensive coordinator. Would Elon Musk sign on as the CTO? Absolutely not. That that's a step back. You know, there, there, there is a category of coach and it might be hard. You're like, you might be right, David, that after having the power for a certain amount of time, you're just not, you're not going back to that. But as I said to John yesterday, Chris Peterson, who uh, left Washington a few years ago, always used to, he would say from time to time, you know, I, I always just kind of want to go back being the guy drawing up the plays. And I think if, if Bill wanted to do it, it, it would be because Bill really wants to coach fo- – doesn't want to be a, away from football for a year. I do think he'd be good on television. But it'd be because Bill doesn't want to be away from football for a year, sees an opportunity to just coach ball, not mess with the other – with less of the BS that the head coach has to, and get another ring. You know, like how do you add to your legacy if you're Bill? Well, winning another Super Bowl. Winning as a head coach, that would be one. Winning it as a D.C., and this is where I think the fact that 
if the Niners had just won the Super Bowl and then fired Steve Wilkes, uh, then maybe it's a little more challenging. If you're Kyle, in an ideal world, you're the big cheese when your team wins the championship. But Kyle has said he, it's, he doesn't care about the narratives. He just wants to win a Super Bowl. I think Kyle would do whatever it took to win a Super Bowl, shy of demoting himself. Um, who wants to do that? But if that meant handing the defense over to Bill Belichick, what does that mean for the head coach in the OC? I have to worry about it less. It's the same reason you draft Jake Moody, you think, so you don't have to think about it. So if Bill Belichick becomes his DC, A, he doesn't have to worry about the defense. B, I don't know how welcome he'd be in those meeting rooms anyway. C, I think he really, really, really respects Bill. Bill and his dad got along. Mike Shanahan and Bill Belichick had a good relationship. Bill Belichick had a quarterback named Jimmy Garoppolo, and he called Kyle first to say, I'm getting rid of this guy. You want him? I do think, and I've said this for a long time, that is an insight into what Bill Belichick thinks of Kyle Shanahan. So if you're Bill, is it a demotion if you go win a Super Bowl as the defensive coordinator and you're the guy that helps put Kyle Shanahan over the top? Yeah, I mean, you're not the head coach, so in that sense, it is a black-and-white demotion. But in another sense, it only adds to your legacy. So, um, yeah, it's a long, I agree it's a long shot. It feels silly in one sense. It's such a long shot. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'd be all for it. So I, you got to make – put it this way. You make the phone call. That phone call, if you want to say like, oh, that's dumb or, oh, that's unrealistic, that phone call is getting made. It's 1,000% getting made. And Bill is answering the call. And there'll be some story when the Niners hire whoever – in a year, oh, you know, we, uh, yeah, there was, they did call Bill. Duncan, Idaho, we tried the Kelly tree once and promptly cut that tree down. Yeah, I mean, Dan Lynn is not the, in the Chip Kelly tree. He is a Rex, he is original, he's a Rex Ryan guy. When you go look at his history, three years with Rex and a year with Wink, and I mean, think about the guys he's been three years with Rex, Wink, McDonald. Like he has coached, he coached for Bill O'Brien, coached with Chip. Like he coached with some hard ass dudes and uh, son of a coach. You know, I, I, Kyle would have to be attracted a little bit, I think, to that. Uh, Spencer says, I feel like Bill might be a coordinator exception. No head coaching spots open, hates TV. I think broke up with Cougar Linda. Did they break up? Uh, I think, you know, I don't know if Bill hates TV. Saban's going to be on TV this year, as expected. I think Bill would be excellent on television. Um, the fact that he kind of doesn't want to be there actually would make him interesting. You know, he wouldn't be up there talking like every guy talks. And I'm going to take you over here to the board. Now you got covered two here. Now what do you do? He wouldn't do that bullshit, right? And I think that's part of what would make him attractive is he would just – I'm just here. I'm not, I, I don't need the producer telling me like, you know, giving me his topics. This isn't first take. I'm here to break. I'm here to just tell you what's up. So, you know, from that standpoint, I, 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 I maybe, maybe it's turning out. I feel like I'm kind of in the minority in thinking that Bill would be uh, great on TV, but I think Bill would be good on TV. 
he was good in that NFL 100 thing. And um, I think he'd be good here. Now, would he rip coaches? You know, like, ah, I don't know. I don't think he would do that or players, but he'd be just excellent at so much of there's a lot of people saying, giving us no analysis. That's that for this. Thanks to all you guys, all us guys together, you guys, me guy, everybody hanging. Appreciate it very much. Um, I'll be back on Thursday morning with another live show. Going to be doing um, some AM live shows and um, appreciate you guys being here for this. And uh, hope to see you back there tomorrow. If you are watching this and you want to check out the podcast, it's down in the description below. Um, I'm going to jump and uh, I'll see you soon. But thanks, everybody. Hit that like button, by the way. If you're if you're here on YouTube, there's a, a, almost 900, 857 of you. Um, hit that like button on you out the door. Sox Nation, why won't you ever have Lombardi on? I haven't had David Lombardi on. Would you like me to? I would like to. John and I were hanging out with Lombardi in Vegas the other day and uh, had a great time with him and his wife, Margot, and uh, John's girlfriend, Maria, and a couple other folks. It was um, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, we, I would, I'd 100% be down to do something with David. He does an awesome job, and um, I love his stuff. So that's a good idea. That's a good idea. We'll make that happen. All right. Hit that like button on your way out. Thanks for the suggestions and the feedback. And uh, – Mostly thanks for the likes. Okay, bye, y'all.